what you're about to hear is an incoherent mess. <laughs> Hello and welcome to yet another episode of The Masked Podcasters. Who are these invasive species coming at you through the magic of podcasting? My name is Shannon and as usual, joined here by my brother Jake. Greetings, Earthling. I, uh, I come in peace. Do, as... do you know? I don't think you do. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. I, don't, I, I wouldn't be sure. surprised if I didn't either. I really wouldn't. No, we, we're doing an oldie, an oldie but a, but a goodie, I suppose. Uh, we thought... You know, I, I tried a little story, a little story time yeah. from Uncle, story time. Uncle Shannon here. <laughs> Sit down, um, children, listen to the story. Uh, you know, we, people listen to this podcast and they think these guys have, these guys have planned stuff. They know what they're doing. You know, this is clearly a well-run, you know, very well-planned podcast. Months in advance, months of planning. Uh, I'm going to let you peek behind the curtain a little bit. We don't know what the hell we're doing, generally. <laughs> and so up until about 6 o'clock tonight, we were doing a different movie than what we're about to talk about tonight. Yep. And our detailed planning, you know, we you think that we're sitting you know, over some brandy in big leather couches in front of a, a bookshelf with many beautiful leather-bound books discussing art and, and the art of movies and what we might, we might talk about next. No, no. <clears throat> We just, I just checked Netflix to see what was, what was trending. And I'm like, I'll watch one of those. And, and for some reason, Netflix gave me in the top 10 of, in Australia this week, a 2002 movie starring and written, starring and directed by Clint Eastwood called Bloodwork that I had never heard of before. Have you ever heard of Bloodwork before, no, Jack? Me either. Me either. So I didn't even look at what year it was. Uh, and I and I said to Jake, "That's the movie we'll do. We'll do blood work. Um, chuck it on. It's it's immediately obvious. It's twenty years old at least. So yeah. I was so confused. A movie that I'd never heard of that's twenty years old is suddenly trending on Netflix. I don't know why. It just was. I like a sucker watched the entire movie. How much did you watch? I watched until uh, the. Basically, the boat scene. There's many. It's, there's so he, many boats in that when, movie. When he, when he first gets to the boat scene to meet meet his ghost in Shannon's house, um, like to uh, to talk to the the widow or the sisters, to talk to the sister, the very first boat scene, and you've got I can't I can't remember the guy's name. It's um the guy from the newsroom, very popular. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Jeff, Jeff Daniels. They were sitting on a boat, going, "Man, what's going on, man?" Uh, and I'm just like, this, "This isn't this isn't the right movie. This can't. This is another um, the 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 um, the wrong movie. He's told me the wrong movie to watch. It, it can't be the oh, right. Oh movie. no, oh no, my friend, I hadn't. Um, so I, I messaged you. I'm like, "Is this the right movie? Why am I watching a Clint Eastwood movie from 2002? This I is said, probably twenty mo- twenty minutes in. Keep, keep watching. Like, keep watching." And I'm like. You sure? No one's going to want to listen to us doing blood work. I, I disagree. Audience, uh, maskpodcasters at gmail.com, tell me you don't want to watch a movie and don't want to hear us discuss a movie in which Clint Eastwood is a retired FBI profiler who fails to catch somebody who leaves him clues and codes at a crime scene 
who has a heart attack chasing the assailant gets given a heart as a heart transplant and then the sister of the woman who donated the heart comes to him to solve a crime and he's got to solve a crime with the sister of the woman whose heart he took. Angelica Houston is a doctor for some reason. It's wild. It's one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. And yep. the dialogue is probably some of the worst dialogue oh, you've it, ever seen. It was, it was so bad. And that's what quite made me question. Like, is, 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 am, I, am I missing something? Is this one of the, uh, was, what was the, what was the uh, hotel, the it, best it Marigold matter. Hotel um, fiasco that you made me watch the last that, time? That was, I, I didn't make you watch shit. That was our guest. And how dare you? No, it no. It was the other one. You, you, you told me the oh, I, I got you to watch the, uh, the, the Wes Anderson version. Yes, the Wes Anderson. And I was like, this has to be the same same thing. Um, it wasn't. Shannon was just chose a very bad movie to, to review. How was it, Shannon? Was it was it good? Was it was it worth it? I said that the whole thing. It doesn't get better. Um, <laughs> there's so much I wanted to talk about that movie, but you haven't seen it, so we're not going to bother. No. We All have right, spent I... we've spent five minutes describing a movie that we're not going to we're not even going to talk about. No. We're not no. we're not going to give you the rest of that, people. We're going to talk <laughs> about an entirely different movie. But I just wanted to raise the process because I've now watched two bad movies, um, and I'm annoyed. So, you know. I just want to put on the table that I watched an entire Clint Eastwood movie from 2002 in which he directed and starred in and he's gruff and he has heart transplant and he ends up banging sister whose heart oh, he has oh, it's, all, it's all very strange. Uh, ruined the mo- I was going to make him watch it, Shane. You've ruined the movie for me. He he bangs the sister and I don't know why. It's all very strange. It's all uh, very strange. I can spoil the crap out of that movie. There's a twist that literally I saw coming in the first 10 minutes. Um but there's a twist. It's not a great twist. It's not a good script. It's bad. It's very bad. Police are is bad. It, Everyone's is bad. It, is it the guy on the boat? Was he the killer? It's, it's totally the guy on the boat. It's totally Jeff Daniels. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I just saw yeah. it. I, I literally it's, saw 15 minutes of the movie. It's it's so fucking dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, and 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 it's and the reason he does it is is really dumb. He fell in. He's like obsessed with the guy, right? And he's killing people to give him a new heart. And 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 so oh. he's just killing people because he wanted to keep him alive. So he's killing people with the same blood type as him. Uh, the whole the, the whole last scene. What are, what are the codes? Takes place on a on a submerged boat, and it's in almost total darkness. And I have no idea what anything happened in that. I have no idea what what, what this boat's layout or how it happens. It's terrible. What what does the code mean? Uh, I invested there. Okay, sorry. So I'll just describe the entire movie. So sit back, people. We're going to talk about this movie. Uh, we weren't going to, but now I am. No, the code, um, the kid solves it. Uh, the, the the sister's son, uh, yeah. who sees him now as a father. I don't know. It's weird. It's, he's got his mum's heart inside him. It's all very strange. Um, all of the numbers are all the numbers bar one. And the guy's last name on the boat is no one or noon. So when you write it down, uh, it's no one. So there's no one in the, uh, no one yeah. in the. So there's no no number ones. Okay, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yep. That is yeah, amazing. That is that's a great. Uh, best great movie song. I've ever seen. Nine and a half stars. Out of out of five, just an amazing. Watched, movie. I literally watched ten minutes of the movie and I've already what, solved the movie. What, the, what? Why was it? Why did it rocket to number nine on the most popular movies this week? I, on I went. I went through the list as well of Netflix. I couldn't find it on the list. I'm just like, I don't know what you saw or it's updated. Are you saying I was smoking crack at the time because it yeah. definitely turned up. I I did. It's, it's, I looked at it. It's, my... it's not a movie that you go. You know what? 
I want yeah. to find a yeah. random you know piece with you know what? I, I don't like the doubting Thomas sound in your voice. I'm going to look at it right now. I'm going to see okay. if I can find okay. it. We're going to. We're, we're almost like, we're almost eight minutes in. We haven't talked. We haven't even mentioned the name of the movie we're actually reviewing. We should have such little regard for our audience. They're going to listen to us Google <laughs> shit. It's it's a Google shit. So, <laughs> so if I look right now, if I go, this is deep. deep do, deep. do this along at, at home with us, people. Yeah. Get on your phone. Get on your phone. Get on your log into your Netflix. And look number one movies top. in Australia today: The School of Good and Evil, The Stranger. Oh, we also talked about doing that. Nobody, yes. which we've done. Luckiest That's Girl that. Alive, yeah, Sing, King yes. Richard, which we yep. weren't going to do. Crisis, Boss Baby, um, The Curse of Bridge Holler, and apparently now Scooby Doo Two has yes. knocked Bloodwork out of the top ten. Scooby Doo Two from like two thousand and three. Yeah, top ten. Is it in? Is it in trending? Tell me it's in trending at least. Because I, I looked, in, I looked in trending also. I couldn't see it, Shane. So tell, so tell me, I did not get a bum steer by Netflix algorithm no, and made it, to watch a movie that no one's ever seen before. Stupid bum steer. Oh, I was, I was sitting at a pool <laughs> watching this movie while my children did swimming. Did anyone I, stop you and say, "What is that clearly piece of cinematic brilliance"? No. And I was, and I was just, I'm just sitting there going, "This can't, cannot be a movie that you actually wanted me to watch." It's not even in trending now. What are you doing, Netflix? If you if you're listening, Netflix, what are you trying to do to me? Why are you giving me bum steer? Why are you making me watch 2002 Clint Eastwood movies? Isn't that appropriate? <laughs> what what have you been watch watching this? to make to make them recommend that for you? Because I exclusively watch Jeff Daniels movies where he's on a boat. Like that's it. That's the <laughs> entire. What? Why did Clint Eastwood direct this? Was this his uh-huh. directorial debut? No. I need to know these answers to these questions. Why is the ethnic cop character? Mexican, but not really, and terrible at everything he does, and just yells a lot about how he doesn't like Clint Eastwood's character. Yeah. Their and dialogue is some of the worst dialogue I've ever what seen. Is, in is that guy making really bad jokes at the start of the show, movie? Like yeah. the guy's walking around showing the in, in a crime scene of the guy that, dying, and he's making like dad jokes. That guy's through the whole movie, and he hates Clint Eastwood's character for no reason. And and their last part, I'm like, oh, Clint Eastwood's finally going to tell him to fuck off. Like he's car, and it's just so bad. He's just like I didn't even know he spoke Mexican. Like it's just it's just the dumbest dialogue I've ever seen. I had I had an hour and ninety seven minutes planned to talk about this very movie, and I, I can't now because you have out of out of fairness. I said, do you want me to watch the rest of the movie, or do you want me to change movies? And you told me to change movies. I wanted you to want to watch this, <laughs> and, and the fact to... that you didn't, didn't upset me greatly. To... So, so that's the end of the podcast. I'm not even going to yeah. do the other movie. This is a 10-minute podcast. I'm done. I'm, I've had enough. Of you, yeah. Complaining. I did, I did offer to watch the movie. You said, no, let's we, change. We will, be, we will be back after this ad break. And, and I'll break. calm down and I'll get back. There's an ad. We do ads, right? Sure. Yeah, there is sponsor this. Just silence. I'll okay. get our many sponsors to, to uh, do it. Can you just insert it. cricket noises in here? Just like... <laughs> Just chirping. Our, our, our many our many sponsors will now hear from our many sponsors. All right, let's let's talk an absolute classic. The first, it's Mars Attacks. We're doing. We, we, did we say that? Did we even say no, that? We, off we, never, we never mentioned the name. No, I I hadn't seen this, and I knew okay. very little about it. I thought it was Spaceballs when I first when I <laughs> okay. first. Okay, it, how disappointed were you? I was very disappointed. Um, I got I I I, I thought oh. I'll do Spaceballs. I saw it on, on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I, I thought it was Spaceballs. And I'm like, oh, I have, I've never seen it. So let's do that. 
And then I started watching Mars Attacks, and it's like Jack Nicholson, Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sorry, That's Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. I dare you. Martin Short. Uh, Michael J. Fox. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. Jack Black. And at Penny. Black. Natalie Portman. Uh, Christina yeah, yeah, Applegate. Glenn uh, Close. There are like, dead just, set, like three Oscar winners, four Oscar winners in this movie. You just, and you, I'm just like, this is going to be the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. Is this the dumbest movie with the best cast? Yes, it has to be. It it has to be. Well, movie 43. Oh, yeah, I sorry. Think, no, movie 43. But this is, this is like star, A-grade star power. Yeah. This, this rivals movie 43. Danny DeVito, Tom Jones, Martin Short. It just keeps going of how many good people are in this movie. And you, I just... I obviously I realized very quickly it's not Spaceballs and it's Mars Attacks. And then I saw it directed by Tim Burton and I went, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, so the opening the opening sequence tells you a lot about this movie straight away. So you get a lot yeah. of alien ships and stuff. Yeah. Um, really it's, bad it's, CGI. Yeah. It's directed by Tim Burton, yeah. right? Based on a set of playing, like collectible cards. Yep. Yeah. Tops playing cards. Yep. Tops playing cards. So yep. Tim Burton's seen the artwork on this playing cards. I go, I can build a whole movie out of this. Yep. And, and he's directed it. Um, I, I don't even know what year it was. If you, you've got IMDb in front uh, of you. What year got, was it? Uh, it was Because it's pre-2001. There's a shot of... 1996. So it's, it's 96 CGI. Mm-hmm. It's got Peak Nicholson yep. playing two characters, mind you. I was so two confused characters. why I was doing two characters. Two, two different characters. Um, it's it is it, it's a bizarre movie. Well, I was always under the impression that this is rated very highly by people as like a cult classic type of movie. People love this movie, and I was kind of I thought I was kind of itching the same vein as you know Princess Bride, those kind of movies that I hadn't seen and I really should be seeing. And I got about halfway, and I'm like. It's meant to be a comedy, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's meant to be funny. Yeah, what yeah, am it is. I, it's... What am I missing here? Because I'm not laughing. Um, I'm not even smirking. What What am I missing? It, um, it, it, is, it is a baffling movie, right? Like, I guess the question is, who's it for? Mm, mm. Like, from the opening scene, the opening scene is fairly horrific. So it's a bunch of sort of... You know, inbred kind of it's a it's a redneck southern farmer pulling up to a to a Korean guy talking about how delicious uh, his dinner smells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his kids run out, and then over the hill, he just like a whole um, herd of cows just on fire running down the street, which is fairly horrific. Yeah, um, if you're watching it, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll set the pace. No, I've seen I've seen this a couple of times. I've seen this before. This is. This is sort of genuine cult classic. This is, mm. it's 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 shot and and designed in such a way to kind of mimic the old B grade movies. Yeah, like the fifties and the sixties B grade alien movies. Yes. Yeah, like it's genuinely looks like that. It doesn't it doesn't really subscribe to a time period. Like we get put into the White House and they're taking photos with the old big flashbulb yeah. light. So well, I, like think, I think it was, it was it was made in the ninety in the in the nineties. 
but yeah, was, but but you've got modern it. modern stuff in the nineties as well as like the computers are like real to real computers. So it's it's a mixture of time periods. Like it's trying. Yeah. I think it's desperately trying to be that horror B grade schlocky, you know, yeah. grindhouse type movies um, from from the sixties and seventies. That kind of really dirty. Um, in nondescript time period, yeah. But you know, it's it's basically we 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 open with the president Jack Nicholson. Um, they've they've been a, alerted to the fact that there's there's alien spacecraft, um, that are that are in our atmosphere, and it leads all up. Half the movie is the lead up to the aliens landing, yeah. And there's yep. a lot of stuff in this that does not mean. Doesn't make a lick of difference to the movie at all. Uh, there's there's 23 main characters. It's and it's movie. too much. It's just way it's too much. Too much. It's too much. You know, you got Jack Nicholson playing the president and some sleazy Texan Texan uh, Vegas ho- uh, uh, hotel hotel operator. owner. Yeah, and you just that that's bizarre. I, I I thought it was like the president in disguise. All right, you, you thought there was but a point I, to it. Like I thought it was a point to it. Like, oh, this this is the president's side hustle. You know, he's putting on a really weird looking beard, and he's pretending to be it's something. Got a big nose to, for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. It's just bizarre. And and then, and then you got you know Pierce Brosnan is some scientific advisor, who's just he's a professor of professor something. Of something. And you got, it's never it's never described. No, <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker is a fashion. Talk show. What what TV show is that? Talk and fashion with Sarah Jessica Parker. What is that? Is that a precursor to Sex in the City? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. And then you got, you got then you got Michael J. Fox as, as her boyfriend, who's like the serious, you know, presidential news reporter. But the president and all his advisors and stuff want to go on Sarah Jessica Parker's show, which is makes him upset. Um, it's just, there's so much going on that means. Fuck all! In yeah, the, before the, you actually get to the aliens, there is so much going on. Um, like literally, when we say Sarah Jessica Parker and Michael Fax have an, an annoying dog, and that's kind of an important plot point. Yeah. We're not kidding. Like, no, it doesn't. No. It's inconsequential to the wider story. But yeah, they have an annoying chihuahua that won't shut up. Yeah, and this Martin is Short, he's is the president's press secretary. He likes prostitutes. Yes, so we see a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, or- uh, yeah, a lot of that, and then you got Natalie Jack, Portman. Jack Black. Yeah, Jack so Black. Natalie Portman is is the is the first daughter. Yeah. So he's she's the daughter to the president, who just kind of is just annoyed by everything. She is so nonplussed about yeah. aliens invading the planet and like murdering all of Congress. She's just like, no, yeah. God, can you, can you be quiet? I'm trying to sleep. Um, <laughs> and she's got- so annoyed by everything that happens yeah. in this movie for no reason. And you got Glenn Close as the as the first lady, who's just wants to change all the fashion in the White House. Yep. Uh, you got Jack Black, who's a military. He, he's doing the worst Forrest Gump impersonation I've ever seen. I didn't even realize it was Jack Black. I didn't even realize it, until he got to the army base. I had no idea it was Jack Black. Um, and then you got I, I, Lucas Lucas Huss. I'm not sure who who he is, but he's the he's his brother who really loves his grandma. And basically, but his parents so- hate him and wish that they were, he was more like Jack Black. Yeah, um, even though he saves the world in the end. You got a boxer, um, Byron Williams. <laughs> what? What is the boxer part? Like, what is what's happening? Um, he's got two kids 
at home with his divorced wife who keeps skipping school and Who's playing video games. Pam Greer, Jackie Brown herself, man. Pam Greer is a, an annoyed bus driver who finds her children and drags him onto the bus. Then the bus applauses for her being such a good parent. Seriously, this is things that have happened in the movie before the aliens even get here. This is all happening before the, the aliens take shape until we know anything about them. I, The movie is just an absolute mess until the aliens land. All the stuff with the alien, the lead up to the alien, that first that first look at the alien, I think that's 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 where the movie is good. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that first reveal the aliens have an awesome design, and that's clearly oh, the top Yeah. That's, it, that's clearly it, the it, top's it, influence. It looks looks super fake now, but it, it's impressive the way they actually look and move and even sound, I think, sound pretty awesome. And different to what you, you're expecting. You're expecting them to kind of come out and start speaking English. They never say a word that you can understand through the whole movie, because you're not really sure if that, that translator machine that they made actually works. Yeah, they can't get it working when they first want to engage. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense why the president doesn't go and meet them. They send a general, um, a hippie releases releases a dove at some stage. Yeah, they it's, get really upset by the hippie releasing dog. We haven't even talked about Annette Benning, who's the wife of the J- Jack Nicholson Mark II. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's a hippie but kind of upset but wants to – like her plot point makes no difference or no sense. No. no. So all, all of this is happening in the first 45 minutes of the movie with a backdrop of the aliens are have made contact and are going to land. Mm-hmm. And so – they land, they kill everyone at the landing, including Jack Black, who gets it. He gets a funeral for some reason yep. where none of the other characters that die do. We see his whole funeral and the salutes and all that stuff. There's the aliens just want to experiment on humans. I mean, do we even know why they're here? Do we get any no, rationale behind it at um, all? They land and they, I think they're, they're kind of pranking us. Like they're kind of messing, they're kind of fucking with if us. They're effectively Ashton Kutcher. Uh, yeah, they, they, they rock up and they're like, "We come in peace," and they kill everyone. And then they go to France and be like, "We come in peace." I want to talk. I want to do peace talks. They kill everyone. Um, then we shoot a nuke at them, and and they somehow like absorb the energy and then like smoke it like it's like it's marijuana, and laugh yeah. at us. I just and then and then the end of the movie is them dying. Because of this specific shitty song the grandma keeps listening to, and they okay. basically figure out they they do a quiet place, and essentially you realize that this particular song kills them all. And yeah, it makes their heads never, explode for some reason. They never say that. Like the the guy goes on the radio and he goes, "Oh, he figures it out because they're they're going to kill the grandma," and she pulls the headphones out, and the, the the song playing over the speakers kills them. So he drives to the radio station. Plays so, so the aliens the are doing are going house to house now and killing people rather yeah, than just sort of. Yeah, they got, they got this specific nursing home. They're going house to house, killing each resident, and then they put the speakers on, and then all of a sudden, everyone realizes this, and the you know the army's flying around in helicopters, projecting it out of their speakers, and they're basically killing all the aliens. Not before they kill basically every main character. Including the president by 
Because the president, Jack Nielsen, gives this big speech about why can't we all get along, you know, Earth and Mars, we can be as one. And then the, the alien, like, cries, and you think, oh, wow, this is going to be a weird, weird happy ending. And then he's sh- he shakes hands, and his hand detaches, and then stabs him through the back. Um, You're making it sound a lot cooler than it is, though, right? Like, Oh, oh yeah, I feel like... Like it's really bad. Like it's it's really bad acting on purpose. I think yeah. really bad CGI. The story makes no sense. It, I mean, it is based on a on a, a set of cards, and a, and you've got Danny game. DeVito was a weird, rude gambler. Do you do you who, reckon? It, it seems like they just said, "Give me everyone that's available, and I'll make yeah. a role for them." No matter what. his role is meaningless. You see him yeah. at the start rolling dice. He's playing craps. Yeah, while well, everyone's watching the radio the Then you see him at the end where he's at the, the sign graveyard in, in Vegas. Yeah. And he's talking to her and he says, oh, I'm a lawyer and you, you'll need lawyers. Yeah, do you want my watch? You have my watch. And then he gets shot. Yeah. And, then, and that's and pretty much what happens to every character. They just get and shot. And then Annette Benning shoots the alien. Yeah. She's, she's learned that they're bad. Yep, that's that's yes. her big character. Right? Oh, that, that's oh, I didn't even realize that's her big character. Of course, because she was all pro. You know, she's all pro, and then she realizes they're bad, and then she she flips. We don't deserve to be on this planet. You know that we they should just eliminate us all, and that's what she was sprouting through the whole movie. Um, that makes more sense. That was her big turning point. Didn't even care that much at that point. Um, and then you got Tom Jones. Tom Tom Jones flies a plane, right? Yeah, flies a plane, and then they go to they go to Tahoe or somewhere in Mexico, and then they come out of a cave, and all the birds come, and eagles fly, and yay USA! I just I don't understand this. Like I, I can normally when you see these cult classics, you can go, okay, I get why people love them so much. I am struggling really badly to find the reason why this would be a cult classic. I love that you mixed it up with Spaceballs because they are so polar opposites. Oh, they're, so, they're so different and I'm so disappointed that it wasn't Spaceballs because now I really want to watch Spaceballs. It, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen this movie, like I said, a couple of times and, and the star power in it is so underutilized. They could cut half of those characters and give them proper, any sort of proper arcs. The, the weird thing is that there's no jokes. No. None, none of that- the characters are funny or trying to be funny. Well, that, that's my thing. Is I was going, it's a comedy, right? Like I, I understand it's well, a, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's a is it a comedy? I understand it's 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 a it's a what they call spoof or like parody movie, and I get normally you go for scary movie or you know airplane those kind of movies that are meant to be funny, and this just isn't funny. It, um, it's look just, and I know I've gone to the doyen of information, but on Wikipedia, it's called a comic science fiction movie. Okay, okay. So is that comic like comic book, or comic like comedic? Well, Mars Attacks on IMDb is a comedy slash sci-fi. It's it's definitely not a comedy. I, I just I, mean, don't, I don't think it's funny. Like I understand what they're they're going for the over the top. Like you well, they're going for so so bad it's good, right? Like yeah. that's that's the kind of where it's where it's heading. It's the B grade stuff. It's you know it's Ed Wood type type situation. It's it's Plan Nine from Outer Space. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah, but but it's it's on a bigger budget with a massive cast. Um, we haven't even talked about what happens to 
Pierce Brosnan and Sarah Jessica Parker oh. aboard the aboard the ship. I mean, yeah. she they take her dog, they take her handbag, they take her, and then later on they they take Pierce Brosnan. We don't know why they take them. We don't know why they take those particular people. Where they, they just, like everyone they just, else. Like they've got they've got like bits and pieces of like they've got Michael J. Fox's arm and hand. hand. Yeah. Um, so they, they just take random things from that that battle site. But they don't they don't say why because then why do they capture no. and keep them alive and they shoot everyone else? Don't know, don't know. And, well, it's it's so that they can strip Sarah Jessica Parker off to sort of shiny underwear for some reason. Yeah. And then they take her well, head because, because he see, he he brought back a Playboy, and he's like, "Ooh, Playboy!" So he's going to do the same thing to her. Why why would they care about Playboys? It doesn't make I, any sense. No. No. But they take they swap her head to the chihuahua's head. Remember how remember that was foreshadowing? I said the dog is important. That's this is why. They swap her head with the chihuahua. And so the chihuahua's head is on her body and she's on the chihuahua's head. And then they just like dismantle Pierce Brosnan and but like keep him all hooked up so his heart's going and his blood's flowing and stuff, but he's just sort of like a head on a in it's, like a it's machine. Very, it's, very, it's very Futurama, yeah, head in a jar kind of thing. Like and, he's and then they flirt with each other. Because she's her big question, her burning question to Pierce Brosnan is, "Were you flirting with me on the show? Not, is my head on a dog, or how did you are now in pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are now in pieces. I still really, really want you. Yeah, none of that makes. Why is that a thing? Why is that in the movie? Is that Uh, the comedic part that we 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 forgot? No, I think, and, I, and and they promoted, like, I'm like, and they, like, oh, Christine, Christ, um, what's her name? Christine Applegate. She's like, Christine Applegate's in this movie. And that she was, like, probably the 10th or 12th name. And I go, okay, she's in this movie. She's in it for literally five seconds. She's having sex with someone. And then this, the whole caravan gets exploded. That was her role. And they advertised her as being in the movie. In the opening so she was credit. Jack Black's girlfriend who dies in the first ten minutes too. Um, oh, was she? I yeah, yeah. So she was Jack Jack Black's girlfriend, and so uh, or sister, I think girlfriend. Um, oh, I didn't even notice it was her. Like that was just like what? There's a whole sequence where they send down a woman, like one of the Martians in disguise as a woman who moves very strangely. Her movement was really interesting. Like, yeah. I'm trying to find positives here. The way she moved and the way that you could clearly see she was being pulled. So her she had, like, a rhythmic kind of swirly mm. movement. I'm doing it on camera for Jack so he can see what I'm yeah. doing. I saw um, the movie. Yeah, I know. I'm just doing the thing for you. Um, so Martin Short picks her up, brings her into the White House, where she's clearly very weird. And, Why would and they're on basically body? lockdown because, you know, aliens and shit. Why does Jack... and so she he tries to pick her up in the Kennedy room. Um, she tries she kills him, uh, and then she tries to assassinate the president in the White House, and that misses, and uh, you know she gets found out and and killed. Yeah, they they can destroy anything, and that's their plan is to send that. How did they know that was going to work? How did they know that Martin Martin Short would pick her up? That doesn't make any sense. How do they no. know that that was going to work? Then there's like a battle in the White House, and the two kids from before. Um, with a boxing dude, I'm not sure if he mentioned he was a boxer, but he, and that, that they, they they pull out, they, they they use their guns and save the president's life. And why would they be still running tours of the White House with an alien invasion? That's, why that's would the, schools be still running? 
that's meant to be funny. Like there's meant to be like like that's the that's the comedic part. And like even she can't even go to sections of her house because there's a tour going on, and they can't. And the, and the president can't go through there because there's a tour going on. And it's that's meant to be funny, and it's just I don't I don't understand it, Shannon. I don't understand why the does Tim class- Why does Tim Burton get to keep making movies? Like where is yeah. this on Tim Burton's career? But, but this this movie's made right, and is is he a genius for making this movie? Does this propel his his uh, his status up, or is this uh, like a, a miss hit? Because it's only six point four on IMDb. Now you normally go cult classics normally a lot higher than that. Um, right. Well, let's let's talk about our mate Tim Burton. Now, did you not have one of our was it one of our listeners was a big Tim Burton fan and wanted us, wanted us to do more Tim Burton? Is, do, this, is that right? Wanted us to do all of Tim Burton's movies well let's we let's talk about old mate. one of them let's let's talk about old mate timmy b okay because because you know i i was i've been pretty clear that i didn't want to do tim burton movies for for a particular reason right so and there's and there's i think very good reason why i don't want to do them okay so are we, are we old, mate, old mate timmy b right where, where, where we start where we start with Tim B. so he he does 1984's Frank and Weenie, and then he does Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yep. which was a big hit, but I think more of, more of a cult classic than anything else. Yeah. Right. So he does his big two, big three here. He's got Beetlejuice, Batman, uh, big four, really. Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, and Batman Returns. Yeah. Right. So that's over, yep. over say, four years. He does all of yep. those. I don't think anyone could argue that at least the first three were massive hits. Beetlejuice, Batman. I don't, have, I don't know how good Bat- Batman Batman Returns was. I quite like Batman Returns, um, but I, I don't think, I think it was. I think it was enough that he didn't do any more Batman. He did no yes. more Batman. They didn't ask him to come back for the third, I believe. So he does the Ed Wood, which is absolutely cult, kind of classic. But that's the story of of Ed Wood, who's the infamous sort of B grade director. Yeah, which didn't didn't do anything, I don't think. So then we get Mars Attacks, Sleepy Hollow, Planet of the Apes, a massive flop. One of the biggest big, flops of all time. Yeah. Big Fish, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride, Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows, Frank and Weenie again. You make this remake the same movie. Well, he, big Eyes. He made he made a short originally, and then he remade them. Right, he made it made it for right. Yeah. Big Eyes, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, and Dumbo. You have to be able to argue that the back end of his career is shit. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Start I mean, starting I, starting with this movie, right? Well, I will say that I I like Sweeney Todd. Um. Because I I, I I like Sweeney Todd. I don't think it's a great movie. I don't think it's well directed. I don't think it's well, particularly well written. I just like the music and the, the stuff. There's there is nothing on the page after. I'm, I haven't seen Edward, so I'm going to say after Batman Returns, that anyone can point to and say that that's a good movie. Because Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was rubbish. Alice in Wonderland was not well received. No. Dark Shadow and it is well also received. trash. Um. I haven't seen Big Eyes. I haven't seen Frank and Winnie. So I and and Dumbo wasn't wasn't also wasn't well, well received. So he he's he steered into a couple of stop motion animation, which including Nightmare Before Christmas, which he he produced but didn't direct. But everyone thinks that 
he did. But it's very much his style, but it's not, he didn't direct that. Now, that movie and this movie also share a composer. So Danny Elfman uh, did all the music for this as well as that movie. And it's probably the best part of the movie, right? Like the music, the music is solid. It's very Tim Burton-esque. It's very schlocky kind of B-grade horror type music. And it's very Danny Elfman. Um, But it's probably the best part. That and the design of the aliens, I think, is probably the best part, which he wasn't responsible for. Yeah, the the look of the aliens. I just, I I, I really am, like I I can watch most cult things. I'm thinking of things like Clerks that objectively aren't great movies, but people love them. I can see, at least that's funny, and I can see why. Like, I'm a big fan of Clerks. I'm just trying to think of other cult classics. Like, you know, is the Princess, Princess Bride's a cult classic that people get behind it and will fight for ferociously for? I can see why people like that. This one, I'm just scratching my head and going, what's the appeal? Like, what's... You see you're seeing it more than once. So, like, is that including yeah. time and... Last time, or you've seen it multiple times before? No, it. multiple times before this. I mean, I, I did it as a, this is a cult classic, so everyone um, everyone must must like it kind of deal. Yep. And, you know, I when I saw it, I was like, I thought nothing of it. I thought this is kind of a bit naff. And I think I've seen bits and pieces of it whenever it's been on or, or whatever. Watching it with a critical eye, I can't, there's not a lot that I would point to and be like, I like, you know, I like this about it. Other than maybe the Vegas setting, I think the Vegas setting's mildly interesting. Um, and you don't see a lot of stuff set on the stripper in Vegas apart from the end of Con Air, which is objectively one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> so, and I will not hear a single thing about that movie that's 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 poor. Put the bone um, down. I, I think the use of CGI is is bad i mean i guess is there a is there a remake in this would this be one that you'd look be interested in as a remake i think you could re remake this and make it funny the thing is it's a dumb it's a dumb independence day right like this is same plot as independence day really except without goldblum and his magic mac it's a dumb song but the but the aliens are messing with us. I think that's an interesting take. Like that's a comedic take where you can play into that and make it a bit more amusing. Like the scene where the French die, I think could be hilarious, but it's just it's just not played well. And I'm sorry, but isn't um, Jack Nicholson as a president is the most horrifying image? <laughs> like seriously, like he, who would ever fuck with that man? He is horrifying. Well, it's, I think, and again, I think you're right, and there's some interesting parts. I mean, watching the White House try to cope with an alien invasion from a political sense is interesting, right? Like, he, yeah. he talks about it being, it's good for my administration if we sort of get this under control. I think they're kind of even that interesting thing about a cultural difference of they would get scared at that first meeting and potentially start attacking that's kind of an interesting conceit, right? Because they come down, they get scared by a bird. Um, the the um, the translator that's clearly faulty is uh, it says they said we bro- you know we, we come in peace, right? Yeah. Now is that faulty? Did they get that right? Was that the aliens taking the piss and say they know that they think that no. we want peace? So that's so we don't know because that's never well, actually explored. That weird that weird semicircle they made, like that's that seemed to be important. 
And then yeah, they just, it just, you don't. just, yeah, what was that about? Um, and then they attack. Like, it's interesting the fact that, like, you know, they, they were all calm and peaceful and stuff until the dove came. So they got scared and they attacked. That's understandable. And they, they kind of come back and be like, no, no, we didn't, we didn't mean to. Um, you know, we want to negotiate or whatever. I'm not sure how they figured that out or translated that or whatever. And then they attacked again, um, showing that they're, they're dicks. Um, I just, I don't, I just don't understand. Don't understand the, the, the humor there. Yeah, and I mean, I think having having the B grade sort of influence on it. I think the idea was to make it look cheap and nasty, um, to to for everyone to overact in it, but you've kind of got to stick the landing and make it funny and, and, and the wink and nod to the audience isn't enough. It's not enough yeah. to just parody those movies. You've actually got to include something amusing in it. And, and it's, you know, maybe the, the funniness was, well, we killed all your favorite people. Yeah. You know, it, it's very much a fifties Ed Wood type, but that doesn't land with audiences now. Like, the audience wants to be in on the joke of it being so bad it's good. It it just tips the needle to being just bad. Yeah, and like and the I, I was reading that the whole point of you know Jack Nicholson playing two characters was because people were his advisor uh, Tim Burton's advisor was like you cannot kill Jack Nicholson. What it, you cannot do is he's the biggest star in the world. You can't you can't kill him. So you, you put him in two roles and killed him twice, thinking that was hilarious. Yeah, just... I just don't. I just don't think you get the buy-in from that. I, I don't. I don't understand why he was in two roles. It doesn't make the the this this it doesn't make sense to the story. Is that a nod to what used to happen in the in the Edward type, where you just have a smaller cast and they play multiple characters without it? Well, you've got, being... you got so many people. You got so many people in this in this film that it, that loses all relevance. Because if you say you got you got a small cast, you can't possibly justify hiring two people. That you don't have thirty-five main people or twenty-three main ca- main cast members. Yeah, and I mean the thing about those Ed Wood movies is they would have had nobodies in them. Yeah, a- and the and the acting would have been bad on by design because they were not big name actors. So instead, we've got a big budget movie pretending to be a low budget movie with a massive star-studded cast that are all acting bad on purpose, rather than just being a schlocky movie with no budget. That's so mm. bad, it's good. Like it just seems they've completely missed the point of what made those sorts of movies cult classics. It's not. It's not this. It's it's a homage to to the bad movies of that era, but is shockingly not self aware of itself. Like, yeah, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why that movie was made. I, I understand that he's got a fascination and a love for Ed Wood, but wouldn't he understand what made Ed Wood? Interesting. Ed Edward yeah. was a guy who was deluded into thinking he was making classic cinema while while making absolute crap. Mm. Like, let Tommy Wiseau make this movie. I'll watch the shit out of that. You know, a guy that doesn't understand how to do big budgets or how to do big special effects. Like, I know the special effects were crap on purpose, but it just now just looks like a crappy movie. I, I keep thinking of like though I can't remember where it's from. It could be The Simpsons or South Park, where they're they're talking about an alien invasion, and they can like you can see that it's hand drawn, and they're moving in with paddle pop sticks. Um, 
I can't think of the scene, but that's what I'm that's what I'm picturing when I'm when I'm thinking of bad CGI was them like kind of having no budget and using popsicle sticks with drawn on pictures. Like that kind of thing maybe maybe would make me laugh. But what this oh. movie reminds me of is and I think it's done and I want I can't believe I'm actually saying this, it's done better is something like Idiocracy, which yeah. is a bad movie. Wrong. Incorrect. Presenting as a bad movie, um, with no with relatively no name actors at the time, trying to make a big budget movie that's that's stupid and a big parody of things. There's one. There's one part in Blood Bloodwork where Clint Eastwood is chasing uh, the offender, oh, yeah. and um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like diving off like high areas and stuff. First of all, that offender, that, that offender is Jeff Daniels. So there's no way he's like parkouring away from. Uh, it's, it's, it's clearly like a seventy year old man chasing. Yeah. And there's an, one an, an out of <laughs> an out of shape thirty year old man. But there's one there's one scene where he jumps off like a high ledge and, box, and, it, and it pans down and there's a giant cardboard box in which <laughs> in which the stunt guy ducks behind and uh, then Clint Eastwood pops up. But he, and he I laugh so hard. He, but he pops part. up and like and like stumbles and he's like I'm like shit, you can't even do that right. Like how many takes he, did it take? Oh my god. It's all in like dark shadowing. Because it's clearly oh. not easy. It's a it's a it's a twenty year old guy in a grey wig. Because yeah. Clint Eastwood is not fit enough at seventy to be running around doing that stuff, and it just made me laugh so much. Oh, that, that and then and then placement. the placement of so that hard. big fridge box made me laugh in an so hour. Hard. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we should have talked about that movie instead. That, that, um, that part was funnier than anything that happened in Mars Attacks. Because so, it I, clearly yeah, I enjoyed that part. I, did, I enjoyed I did that enjoy part the most. I so out of all that. of the movies, I enjoyed the cardboard box part the most. Yes. If you're going to watch, just watch the first like 10 minutes of blood work just for that stunt alone. Because it, it is, and we know, I know so much about movies now, but you, you, you can, if you, if you can't see a, an old switcheroo um, done relatively well, it, 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 I'm, I'm pretty impressed. But when this kind of stuff happens, when it clearly a stunt performer dives down there's a three or four second delay between them bouncing back up and then clint eastwood all frazzled hair and stumbles from behind the box and starts running after him oh and the close-up scenes of him running too it was like yeah it's a 70 year old man trying to run around how old, is clint eastwood run? how old is clint eastwood he's still alive how old is he now 20 years basically exactly how old is clint eastwood I'm, I'm how, Google it now. This is how interesting Mars Attacks was that we, we've we've stopped talking. We've about gone back Mars to Attacks. a couple books. He's ninety two, so, so he I was se- bang on. He's he seventy two. Seventy two right? when this was being made. Yeah, he's a seven year old man, right? He he bangs the sister who's maybe thirty, and she's she's just like I got to get me some old Clint Eastwood old man action because he's got my sister's heart inside. I'm going to bang my sister's heart. That's like. It's the it's. There's no reason. There's no spark between them at all. And she's just like you. He's like you can sleep over the night with your son, who's in the front of the boat. How confusing to that kid. It's just that movie is a masterpiece. It is. It is the dumbest movie I've seen, but it's a masterpiece. If I'm if I'm gonna, I know we just spent forty five minutes talking about Mars Attacks, but don't watch Mars Attacks. Go and watch Bloodwork. 
go watch Bloodwork. It's it's just the best. It's That's the best. This I'm, I'm now re-energized. I'm now going to do an hour, an hour and a half now on Bloodwork. It reminds me of like was it Blood Blood Spot Blood Spot? What Did you was it Blood Spot that you went and saw at the movies? Now you're just um, making stuff up. No, there was a movie that you went and saw. It was called Blood Spot, and then you talked about uh, the hand sanitizer for ages. What was that movie called? I'm, I'm, going... I'm sure you're making it up. Oh, it, you're talking about the Vin Diesel one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's he's, he's got robotics in him or something. Yeah, that reminds yeah. me of that. Like, like yeah, you, you it's hated trash. It, but yeah, you loved what it is it? What was that called? What spot? was the Vin? No, I'm sure it wasn't Bloodspot. I'm pretty sure it was something like that. We're, we're, we're divert. We're, this, this is why you listen it to doesn't it, matter. Mars Mars attacks is trash. Don't watch it. Don't watch Mars it. Attacks, Mars attacks uh, is trash. And I'm not sure if you if you love Mars attacks and you think and you want to you want to fight it. Yeah, it's, it, you were you were close. It's Bloodshot. Blood it's Bloodshot, which makes more which makes way more sense than Bloodsport. Um, I said Bloodsport anyway. Yeah, blood spots. You know, it's it's no blood work. Um, it, it's trash. Like that. That is trash. Um, blood blood uh, blood work. High, more highly rated on IMDb than Bloodshot. I agree. What, what, what's, what's blood work on IMDb? Like like six point four. It's the same as Mars Attacks. Yeah. It's just that's ridiculous. Um, he's by the way, he's not like a like a he's not like a crime scene analyst, right? He's a he's a profiler, yeah, but then it all comes down. The whole movie is about blood and about his blood type, and and it's it's just dumb. Why not make him like a crime scene analyst that, yeah, like that has to like, make him a Dexter? Yeah, that doesn't. Why'd you why'd you do that? Uh, yeah, it's it's six point four. Like still recovering from a heart plant tra- transplant, a, a retired FBI agent returns to service when his own blood analysis offers clues to the identity of a serial killer. That doesn't even mention the fact that he's got a heart transplant from the sister of the person he's investigating. And they and they just yell about conflict. A character literally just yells three times in a row, conflict of interest, for no reason. She doesn't do anything about it. She just yells out conflict of interest. He's not employed as a cop at that stage, so it's not a conflict of interest. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. He literally gets a shotgun out of a boot and just shoots at random a random car that he thinks he's following, and she just thinks that's great. She pats him on the back, that that detective or sheriff or whatever the hell she is. Good job. Good job. It it's it's wild. Watch that movie. Don't watch this crap. Uh, before we before we wrap this up, we've got probably five minutes to talk about something. I, I want to what what makes a director, you know, be a good director? Is it is it the amount of Academy Awards that you win or nominations you win? I mean, obviously, it's about the, the the bulk of the work. But we're looking at Tim Burton here, and he has directed three, probably three good movies in his life, maybe four, mainly because one of them is Batman. And, you know, anyone who kind of makes Batman movies, you've got a pretty good head start. I'm not going to say it's a slam dunk because it's sure as hell not, but you've got a good head start. Um, now, he's been, he's been nominated for... Th- two Oscars. One was for Frank and Weenie, so Best Animated Feature, which he didn't win uh, in 2013. And Best Animated Feature Film uh, for the year, which was which was Corpse Bride uh, in 2005. So 
he's been nominated for two animated movies. None of none of his live action stuff has got him close to being um, even nominated for an Academy Award. What what makes him a good director? Well, I think I think it's in Burton's case. He's he's got a very clear, succinct style that you know is Burton. So, you know, he also uses like a lot of directors uses his own his own people. So yeah. his his wife, Helena Hel- Bottom Carter, is in a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. He obviously goes back to the Johnny Depp well a lot. Mm-hmm. So he's he's cottoned on to Johnny Depp as his kind of auteur, and that's that's kind of his muse, and he just keeps going back to that well. But Tim Burton and his iconography talks to kind of the 16-year-old goth at your high school, right? Like every every goth girl I've ever known is a big Nightmare Before Christmas fan and 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 likes Beetlejuice and you know, like it it's it's the only director that I can think of that's talking directly to that that subset of people. Yeah. You know, that's that's why Burton's popular, is he kind of is been coasting on that. But is he is he popular? He, like, yeah, I think I think he'd, he'd be the in the top ten well most known directors working today, right? Like, I I'm a film I'm a director nerd, so I know that this movie is directed by the Coen Brothers, or you know whoever. Do most most of the punters out there give a shit who directed it? No, unless it's Tarantino. Whereas you stick Burton's name on it, people are like yeah, I know him. He's done stuff. Yeah, but is he done maybe not, maybe not now. Maybe maybe now it's kind of like a shorthand for don't watch that. But like, but look at the look at the look at the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake. Yeah, yeah, remake. Yeah. That's that's Burton to a T. Yeah, like that's all Burton, and I hate it. Yeah, that's horrible. Fucking, I, fucking I, I'm, I'm okay with those that run of four or five that he did. No problems. Everything after that, I just I have no interest in. But okay, let me ask you this. So, out of this, these are the best animated feature films from 2013. You've got Wreck-It Ralph, the yeah. Pirate Pirate Band of Misfits, Paranorman, Frankenweenie, and Brave. Who won your Academy Award that year? Uh, what was the first one? Wreck-It Ralph. Has to be that one. It's not. It's Brave. That shows, number one, how bad Academy Awards are because Wreck-It Ralph is a freaking masterpiece. And Brave is a mess. And Brave is a mess. But it's Pixar, so I guess, yeah, whatever. But it's still a mess. And even by their admissions, it's a mess. Yeah. So Frank and Weenie, can't, Frank and Weenie shouldn't have won over, Bra- uh, over Rocket Ralph. But I just, I don't, I don't understand who's paying him to make money, who make, make movies now. And they're clearly not. No one's paying him to make movies at the moment because he has gone to... He has stopped making movies and he's gone to TV. He's making the new Wednesday Adams uh, TV show called Wednesday um, about the daily life of Wednesday Adams um, because everyone's screaming for that more Adams family. Um, and he's and they've just announced Beetlejuice 2 um, because we're out of original ideas apparently. So is, is that Michael Keaton coming back for that? Because there was there was a very there was a Beetlejuice two progressed quite heavily back when Beetlejuice was released. They basically went straight into production on Beetlejuice two, like Beetlejuice in Hawaii or so. Beetlejuice goes bananas, like it was genuinely like that naff. Well, um, and there's, I there's no there's no there's no link to Michael Keaton as of yet. 
Well, that I mean, that makes perfect sense because Michael Keaton Burton has no. said that the film would only be made if Tim Burton, if Michael Keaton would reprise his role. Keaton and said, I would say run away. And in March 2014, that is the only sequel he's interested in doing. Because so, he, he's the man. But um, he, so uh, Burton's last film was 2019 and it was the Dumbo remake. So he was yeah. doing one of those soulless Disney movies that nobody saw. Um, and uh, he said he'd never work with Disney again because they're a soulless company. Um, and so there's nothing that interests me at all about Tim Burton. Like I just, I, I have given up on, on any of his movies um, being good uh, at all. Um, and, and he keeps going back to Johnny Depp and I just don't really like Johnny Depp either. So um, it's, you know, it's just a trash movie. Don't watch it. Go and watch blood, blood work instead. Go watch blood spot, a movie that Jake made up. Like go make yeah. that. Go make that. Uh, could just watch anything that's not this. Do not listen to Netflix's algorithm. It will lie to you. It will send you down a movie, a path of movies that you didn't know you needed to see, but now absolutely acknowledge. Or maybe go watch bloody Scooby Doo Two Monster Island thing. What? Why not a movie that James James Gunn's embarrassed by? Uh, it's did they didn't they replace some of the did they replace did Matthew Lillard do that? Matthew Lillard, back for that? Matthew Lillard still do it, but I'm not actually. I think they all came back, didn't they? Never going on Google again to watch bloody. This is the this is the this is the stuff we do when we're not on, not on um. So no, Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, Sarah Michelle, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Linda Candle Cordellini. So they so they did come back. Seth Green they came back for Scooby Doo too. It's it's awful. Don't watch that either. Uh, don't watch anything. Actually, this week movies are cancelled. No Monster more movies. Unleashed. They're cancelled. Monster Unleashed, written by James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. You have to go see this now. Go and watch that. Uh, Forget everything else. That's it. That's no, sorry, thing. movies are cancelled. We're done. We're not watching any more movies. This is it. No more movies. End of the podcast. This is the last episode of the Must Podcast. <laughs> we're just done. We're not watching anything more. No. Um, this has been. Just an exercise in futility. I feel like we should give the audience something to watch. Um, I, I will. I'll, I've got a couple of recommendations. First of all, um, I, I rec- highly recommend uh, the Dharma uh, set series on Netflix. Like everyone has already seen it, um, it's well worth watching. Um, it, it can be a bit heavy, and sometimes you've kind of got to watch an episode and, and give it some space, just so that you know you're not feeling horrendous. Um, but it's definitely worth, worth worth watching, if nothing else, for Evan Peters, who is phenomenal um, in as as Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I would highly recommend that. It's got a bit of a touch of the Fincher vibes on it. Um, disappointingly, there's been some articles about it wasn't necessarily a great set to work on, from what I understand, um, particularly for people of colour, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, so uh, interesting that, that that some of those articles, you can read those yourself and make your mind up about whether you want to watch it or not. I enjoyed it um, and it uh, didn't spoil my, uh, you know, my enjoyment of it. Jake, give the audience something. Tell them to watch I, something I else. honestly haven't watched a lot recently. I've, I've been sticking to my, uh, my YouTube um, viewings that I kind of go, throw go on. Time. Give the audience a YouTube gem if they haven't seen it. Go on. You know the one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I mean... There's one, and there's one that Shannon's pushed me towards. And I, I'm almost surprised that I haven't heard about it um, beforehand. And I'm probably going to mess up his name because I've messed up his name every single time. But it's Uncle Roger. Yeah. Now, Uncle Roger is a character. I don't, I don't know the guy's name. He's a, he's a British comedian. It's not Nigel. 
Uh, Nigel Ng is, Nigel the, is Ng. the guy's he's, he's British a, comedian. British comedian. Um, he does his own stand-up and he talks about um, him fairly regularly. But basically what he does is he goes and watches celebrity chefs do their recipes on YouTube um, with their take on you know Asian cooking. And basically what he does is he critiques them fairly heavily, especially people like Jamie Oliver. He does now, not like Jamie Oliver. No. Now, if you're going to watch, if you're going to watch um, Uncle Roger, watch probably the first three that he does with about Jamie Oliver, um, and that's kind of the vibe you want to go for, and that's where the that's the peak stuff. Um, it, it is very, very amusing. I think very, very racist, but highly amusing. I think he's doing a character of his own people. So I yeah, think it's so like it's okay. It's okay. an Australian guy pretending to be a bogan or something like yeah. that. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's passable. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's very, very funny, very amusing. And there's some great stuff in there that you'll you'll be saying for weeks to come. Some of his uh, his, his quotes that he does. Uh, and I recommend, if you, if you need a laugh in your life, Uncle Roger on YouTube. Yeah, definitely, definitely check out Uncle Roger. I'm a big fan. Um, and and Dharma just just to watch something else, uh, maybe maybe do an episode of Dharma, then an episode of Uncle Rogers, just as a palate cleanser. <laughs> palate cleanser. Because you do need to break up. I can't watch more than one episode of Dharma because it just gives you the creeps. Um, so uh, there's a couple of recommendations. Do not watch anything we've talked about other than those two. Uh, and <laughs> and if if you've got recommendations that's not on the Netflix algorithm, please masspodcasters at gmail.com. Give us a suggestion and we'll check it. Uh, no, we will not be seeing Avatar 2. Um, no. And, uh, you know, there's a couple Avatar. of movies. That, there's some really good movies I want to, I, you know, we need to check out. I'm, I, I desperately need to see Nope. Yes, um, to see Nope. But, uh, there's, you know, it's just getting to the movies is a bit di- more difficult nowadays, but we certainly will uh, we'll take your suggestions and we will watch them no matter what you suggest. Um, we've shown that we will watch utter garbage for the, for the clicks. For yes, the listens. yes, for the, um, for the, the many listens that we have. Um, we do. Um, so you don't have to. So I hope you at least title this episode Mars Attacks slash Bloodwork oh, slash, slash uh, Blood Tim, Bur- Tim Burton. Tim breakdown. Burton rant. Career, slash... career breakdown. And look, Tim Burton, if you're listening, hi. First of all, thanks for listening. Um, second of all, just stop. Stop making it. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see this Wednesday Adams. I am thing. not. I'm not at all curious. I'm, to just see cur- I'm just curious to see how they make a whole season out of that. Not that I'll watch it. I'm just curious. I, I'm I'm not going to watch it. I have no interest in it, and I will just skip it. Like all of Tim Burton's career, sub, you know, Batman Returns. Yeah, but um, but, but I, that's I'm, I make you. He was a producer on Batman Forever. I mean, that I wouldn't I wouldn't be claiming that. But well, he he um, would that would have just been some sort of weird rights yeah weird wise thing but i i will say he, he did do sweeney todd so you know i can't be too mad at him he brought us sweeney todd so so from me fuck you tim burton um and from jake thanks for sweeney todd is that the message no i'm gonna say fuck avatar 2 just because that is so random but fuck james cameron if we're just doing this to no, close no, no, the- no i'm not i'm not i'm having a go at james cameron just just I avatar. Am. i am james cameron if you're listening i'm personally me shannon having a crack at you james cameron all right <laughs> All right. What did you? What did that old lady have to throw the dot? That that was really valuable, old lady. The end of Titanic. You could have saw that and donated that to charity. Wait, you could have fed a whole sort of starving country, but you threw it in the ocean like an idiot. And you can definitely you can definitely fit two people in that door. 
What are they? Move over, Rose, you selfish prick. <laughs> I mean, he's an impersonator, a fake. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes, you, put down that oversized bottle of scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Do you cringe at culturally insensitive, sexist, racist, problematic jokes in not quite old enough television shows? Do you like old-timey announcers who keep asking inane rhetorical questions, who go on and on so much that you just want to suck them right in the gusset? Do you like the letter H? Well, do we have the show for you. Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one, seven. So dust off your flares, jump off your chamber pot, and a third old-timey product joke, it's time for Hardly TV History.